Let's burn something. Two talk show hosts square off in epic battle. Sharif, Sharif, Rasulam. He can suck my. Yeah, I, I'm a loner, man. I don't like people. Let's burn something. So, if there's anything that you want to talk about, any kind of secrets or stories or bids, now's time to put it on the table, okay? Let's burn something. Welcome to another episode of Let's Burn Something. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Sharif Reef Musalam, joined by Burn353. And uh, it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a long while. It's a whole new year, 2020, uh, in case you're keeping track of where the hell happened to these people. Uh, but then again, most of our audience probably died since they're in that nursing home. Yeah, it's just that one person in the nursing home and that one FBI guy. Right. But I don't even think that FBI guy cares anymore. I don't even know if he listens. He just looked for the Arabian name. That was yeah. He's like, these guys are idiots. They can't get anything, so we're okay. <laughs> so we, how do you want to do this? We're doing this uh, music. All list. right. So we planned, to, we planned to do this episode, I don't know how many months ago, but we never did it just because. Uh, we got busy. <laughs> we got busy. I got lazy. I'll say lazy on my part. And then uh, we just never did it. But. We had a suggestion from what? Draw Me a Robot. Draw Me a Robot, and I believe it was something to the effect of albums that influenced you or music that influenced you. I can't, I can't remember. It's been so long. Yeah, we just kind of put together just like, yeah, influential albums, I guess, list. Right, and the thing... Like for it, us personally. Yeah, and the thing with it is it's so hard because it burns the same way that we listen to everything. Yeah. Like all types across of the board, yeah. Like usually just, we're we're just exchanging albums and music. Hey, did you check this out? Have you heard this? So it's I mean, and it's literally like any type of music. We listen to country. I, I listen to country. I listen to rap. I mean, a lot of rap, like trap music. I listen to everything, like like anything. I listen to all music. I try to listen to a little bit of it all. I listen to Justin Bieber. I listen to that. I, I'll listen to anything, like. Because just because I have to paint all day as an artist, like I literally am consuming just music in the background all the time. So yeah, it you seems know, like I always uh, have it. I, I think we've talked about this before. I don't know if on on air or I don't know if this is considered on air, but on a podcast that I mean, I'll even listen to sports talk radio, and I don't even watch sports to be honest with you. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I'll listen to podcasts. I, I, I'll listen to other people's podcasts of like stuff that I'm not even that into, but I just want something on in the background. You know, <laughs> some people talking. I'm going to go back to your younger days. Were you one of those people? Like, I know I was. I think we all are to a degree where you just listen to like one type of music, like when you were just a kid. Oh, no. When I was a kid, I've always been like pretty. I attributed to my um, parents, like, um, when I grew up, when I was real little, I, I don't know, I was probably like eight or something. Well, before that, I mean, my first album, my first tape my dad gave me was Black Sabbath Paranoid, and that's on my list. Nice. And dark as fuck. And it's, it's super not a thing that you would get to give to a little kid. Like, I got that tape when I was five. 
Like, I got given that to me when I was, like, five. (laughs) You're all listening to Black Sabbath. I'm listening to the Monkees. I need to stay home from school to watch that show. Dude, I was listening to Black Sabbath about, and there's a lot of stuff about, like, witches and, like, um, coming and the devil coming to take over the world. And, like, I mean, it's fucking intense. Like, and but I love it. I still love that album to this day. I still have the tape. I mean, that album pretty much inspired a lot of metal. A lot of metal, <laughs> probably a lot of rock. I would even mm-hmm. say maybe some punk to a degree, a little bit. But oh yeah, for sure. The 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 music part of it, the the like they had, they sounded like a train coming through when they play. You know, I mean, even in like those where they had those Nativity and Black tribute albums to Black Sabbath. I mean, you've had like rap covers of Iron Man stuff. So I mean, pretty much everyone knows who they are. Yeah. That's how so I mean, that was my that is. introduction to music was Black Sabbath, and uh, on my Mickey Mouse record player at that same age, around five, I played Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Um, I love rock and roll. I played Van Halen Jump, and I played God on that record player. I played so many forty fives because my grandpa was the guy that went around and loaded the forty fives in the jukeboxes and stuff because oh, he nice. owned like a lot of the jukeboxes. So my grandpa, I'd go to his house, and he had stacks and stacks and stacks of 45s. So I could listen to anything I wanted to. And my parents were really young when they had me. So, like I said, my dad gave me Black Sabbath Paranoid. So they weren't worried about, they should have been, but they weren't worried about, like, what I was listening to. And and through that, I've always listened to the craziest shit you can, anything that came across new, I was into, you know? Yeah, you know, I don't know, like, uh, I mean, I really don't know what our listening age for the people who listen to our podcast is, but this is like in the eighties, so like early eighties, where yeah. this is happening. Yeah, for sure. This is. Um, God, I was born in seventy eight. Yeah, and I mean, in the eighties, like not everyone was listening to Black Sabbath either. Like you got to understand, like when I was listening to it, all the other little kids were listening to like Mickey Mouse bullshit. <laughs> I'm listening <laughs> well, to the fucking 80s Black Eighties also where kind of metal started developing like thr- thrash metal and all that oh, kind of stuff so i mean it was it was you're you're at the forefront of it i guess if you, will. you know why i had cousins older cousins and they were into it um i got in trouble in kindergarten because i when i was in kindergarten um my mom would dress me and get me ready and for school but i had to walk to school as a block we lived like a block away but my mom had to be at work right when i needed to be at school so she's like okay i'm got you ready okay i'm i'm going now and you got it when this show is over when voltron's over you got to walk to school <laughs> and i was like okay you know and i and i'd walk to school well i decided as a smart ass little kid as soon as mom left i'm going to change my shirt i changed my shirt into a slayer rain and blood <laughs> it has a ginormous pentagram and swords yep. it has the devil's face in it and it says rain and blood and stuff i got sit straight back home <laughs> and uh, I just switched shirts and then went back to school and they didn't know my mom was at home you know so like nothing was ever said to my mom she never found out about it <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting because I like grew up in a Mexican neighborhood in Chicago mm-hmm. so like a lot of the stuff was like either uh, hip hop or like um basically like merengue and stuff so i don't know where i got it to metal but uh, yeah because when i met you in college i mean we met in the 90s like was it 97 98 yeah yeah so yeah. like 
when I met you, you were super into metal, you know, by the time I yeah, met you. Yeah, and actually won an award for uh, Midnight Metal Madness radio show. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I was I was totally into it. I think, like, it was one of those, uh, I don't know. I can't, I think it's just probably like that growing up in that environment or, you know. What you wanted it to be in something different since you were surrounded by all the, you're, you, you like that music, but you probably, like, also wanted to, like, kind of, explore other crap yeah, that's I how think, i was i think the uh the uh and i have this on my list but the uh gateway metal band for me into the metal scene was metallica i went with the uh, master of puppets oh yeah i liked metallica my my metallica was the first album and i was like uh was it ride the lightning yes yes because that was my older cousin always had that one but yeah master of puppets is good and, and i think yeah, all and like you i had like uh older cousins and stuff like mm-hmm. that and i remember going to their house and they had like star wars toys and stuff but they also yes. had uh they had uh iron maiden posters yes and I, yes and i uh eddie from iron maiden i loved i used to draw eddie all the time yeah <laughs> so i have like uh like it's etched in my brain of that they had somewhere in time poster in their room mm-hmm. and it's just always stuck to me and actually i got to go on stage with iron maiden Back what? in college. Yeah, when I did the radio show, they're like, you want free tickets and, like, backstage passes? So I said, okay. And uh, so I got nice. on there, and then, like, if you had the pass, they're like, hey, you want to go on stage? So we went on stage to sing the chorus for uh, Heaven Kuwait. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Like, I got pictures with them, too. I should probably post them somewhere. But uh, the uh, the funny thing, I don't know if you remember Kevin McMahon. He also did yes. the radio show. Someone ripped yeah. off his backstage pass off his shirt. <gasps> no way. So he, <laughs> so he didn't get to go on stage. Dude. Nothing. So I'm up there, like, uh, you know, singing like a – well, I'll probably not even consider singing. I guess singing. you, had, you had to do sing. it for both of you, though. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So then <laughs> he, he was so mad. Like, it was it was something. Well, I would be, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did all I, – I, as a true friend, I did offer my bat, like, "Hey, you want to take mine and whatever." But he, cool. he, he was one of our uh, where you get mad, you're like, "Forget it, you're done." So yeah, I'm over this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's my Iron Fuck Man. Fuck Iron Man for life. He probably doesn't listen to him or nothing. <laughs> hey man, you gotta, like you gotta have, <laughs> You can't be jumping in the pit and not protecting. Like you have your backstage pass thing on your shirt already, so that's on him. Yeah. So I would say my first, I guess, metal or fa- favorite band was Metallica in the metal genre. So I had Master of Puppets for that one. Yeah, I had, um, I mean, I was into Black Sabbath and I was into like Metallica right when it came in. But like like you said, Iron Maiden was the other one was just like, yep. well, and Ozzy Osbourne just because Black Sabbath broke up in the, you know, around the 80s and Ozzy Osbourne went solo. And he came out with Bark at the Moon and all that stuff. But, I mean, I remember people saying, like, if you listen to this music, it's devil's music. And, and being yep. serious about it. Like, being fucking for real They're all, like, it. trying <laughs> to play it backwards and stuff. You're like, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Satanism and all that shit was, like, crazy in the, in the media and shit. How, like, oh, there's devil worshippers everywhere. Which they weren't. <laughs> they were more worried about that than, like, uh, the poisons and Skid Rose are like all doing drugs and stealing 
women and all that stuff. Oh, exactly. Like they thought they toted them as like, oh, they're kind of good kids, you know. <laughs> they acted like they weren't doing anything that wrong. They were just being boys, you know. <laughs> Who wore like, makeup? You remember, like, because they acted. What was it? The singer of Motley Crue like almost killed somebody or did kill somebody. He did kill like, somebody. He had that car accident. Yeah. yeah, he actually did kill somebody, and then you had. Yeah, but knows? I remember them kind of like glazing over that, like it was no big deal, like you know. <laughs> right. But in, like, in the same time, in the same breath, saying Ozzy Osbourne, if you play his music backwards, you know it does this and that. And then come to find out, Ozzy Osbourne is just this weird old man now, you know, and it's like <laughs> everyone loves him, and he's not doing anything, you know. <laughs> right. Like you can barely. You know what's interesting about him? Not the which is gonna sound like I'm trash talking to him, but I never understood like. You can't understand him when he's talking to you. But he can sing. But he can sing like fucking no other person. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? And he's good. Like, I I heard recent recordings, and I'm like, I didn't want to listen to it, honestly, because I yeah. want to remember Ozzy as I remember Ozzy. Because I remember Ozzy as a badass motherfucking singer and a badass motherfucker. Ozzy's done shit. He should not be alive. That, no. that dude should not be alive. Not and, like, he's, done, he's, he's a legend. It's off of the stage. He's a legend. You know what I mean? The shit that he's done off the stage, like snorting lines of ants with Motley <laughs> Crue and shit. You know what I mean? The dude's crazy as shit. He's always been crazy. But now it's just like, um, I don't know. I just kind of want to remember, remember him like that. But then I've heard recent stuff, and I'm like, okay, I like this. This ain't bad. But I couldn't handle that Post Malone one. I can't do it. I actually such, haven't listened to it. Song. I actually took him out to not to listen to him because I'm like, now he's like, like you, like your thought process. So I haven't tried. I just figured he was done. But I'll have to say, there's a, there's a couple other songs that aren't bad that I'm like, okay, this this one ain't bad. He did one with Elton John, and I was like, are you kidding me, Elton John? And I'm like, and then I listened to it, and I was like, other uh, my only critique of it is a little long, but it's a good song. <laughs> it's a good song though. I mean, like. I do you love Elton think John. Think how though. old Elton John is and how old Ozzy Osbourne is. These guys are still putting out new music. I'm proud of that. I think that's cool shit. Cause oh, I, I fully agree. You know what I mean? Like I hate these guys get old and they're like they just give up and they're like, "Fuck it, I'll just play the same shit I've played." You know, my same hit top five hits. You know, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's easy to do that. <laughs> I think for those guys. I know but Elton the, John's on his retirement tour. Well, they all say they're going to retire, and then like next yeah. year they're here. Like Ministry, they have shows coming up. Ministry, they've been, re they've been retiring for like about thirty years. So I'm like, I don't know. Dude, that's a band that did scare me. Ministry? Like I listened to them a lot, but I remember listening to them and in my room and being like, I mean, these guys are fucking fucked up. <laughs> you know what? No, <laughs> like, it's it's interesting you said that. Dark. Like, I like them, but they put me in like a down mood for whatever. Yeah, room. they do. I don't, it, I don't know why though. The dude with that wrote the music is, is was legitimate, legitimately had um, mental health problems undiagnosed for years from what I read, you know, and I don't know. It just, some of it comes out in the music. It's definitely crazy dark. And like, yeah, like he's talking about some dark shit. That's all I know. <laughs> you know, you know, another band, Joy Division, all oh, in the eighties. <laughs> if you wanted yeah. to just like, just want to hang yourself, I mean, <laughs> I would. Uh, that stuff would make you so depressed. Like, I listen. I love Joy Division, but I can only listen to like a couple songs. 
Yeah, that's that's how like ministries like one or two songs, and I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, let me switch to something else. Like Skinny Puppy, remember Skinny Puppy? Yeah, same. Like you can only listen to a couple; they just it wears you down. Like you'd just be depressed all the time if you listen to them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like it's it's an odd it's like it's a weird thing because it's like all like usually you know metal for me it's like you know all, you, you get energized you're doing shit. And then, like, mm-hmm. Ministry, which is, I mean, more industrial, I guess, if you will. But, yeah. I mean, it's still heavy in its own right. And I'm like, man, this is depressing me. I don't know why. But now that you said that, I got to look into it. I never looked into the whole, uh, the guy had mental issues, uh, Al George. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he ended up getting help later on, I think. But, like, yeah, he had undiagnosed, like, mental problems. And he ended up having to, you know, go into the health facility for a while. And then he came out. And then I think that, like you said, they're still making music and stuff but. yeah but he's been they've been retiring for like i don't know how many decades now so it's, it's kind of like i guess kiss kiss does yeah. that thing Which, so my next like my first cd i was gonna on my list was guns and roses appetite for destruction nice. i remember when my dad gave it to me because he got it and he liked it but he was like he bought it for him and he liked it but he was like eh how, how old was he? Because I at was that time? listening to it with him. I, I was really into it. My dad, I mean, my dad, my parents had. It. It. How old was he when he actually when when that album came out or when he bought it? Got, well, I'm trying to think because they, they had me really young. Like my mom was 16 when she had me. My dad was 18. Okay. So when I was like, there, I'm talking probably when I'm like. So you he, he was seven or eight, or I mean, I was a little older. I'm gonna say so you're still relatively young, where you don't really change to like a different like. Oh, that's too too much now so he was still relatively young yeah i mean he my i grew up in their 20s you know what i mean right yeah yeah. being and shit so like in the 80s he just wasn't it was crazy he wasn't into that album or he just like well whatever i think he i think he was but he liked he he could tell i liked it i think okay he just wanted to give it to me yeah. So I gave me it, and it was my first CD. But when he gave it to me, I didn't have a CD player. So I just had the CD. <laughs> well, it was like eight, it was right right when CDs were coming around, you know. So I was like, okay. So then I, um, I ended up getting um, a CD player because they had this liftathon thing at like at junior high, I think, or something. It was like a um, weightlifting thing for school, and um, the the number one prize if you lifted so much weight was like the cd player like a walkman cd player and i'm like that bitch is mine like so (laughs) i just did nothing but train i did i ended up getting it i did nothing but train and um lifted weights after school every other day i had a whole like regiment and stuff and then i went and did this raised all this money in the around town got all these people to pledge like a penny per pound Nice. What they didn't know is how many pounds I was going to throw up was a lot. And they ended up having to put, some of them were like $30, $40 pledges. <laughs> you condom, man. You condom. Dude, they didn't know. I didn't know. I huh? just, I was like, I'm going for it. I want that fucking Walkman. It was mine. So oh. then I got it. And then all I did was Guns and Roses nonstop. And then I got, God, Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, got into them. And it went crazy. Like Nine Inch Nails, that's another one on my list. Nine Inch Nails, pretty hate machine. Yeah, and they're going into the Hall of Fame this year, deservedly so. Yeah, they should. Yeah. I think there's a lot of bands that deserve to go in the fucking Hall of Fame. They should just get their stick out of their ass and just throw them all in there. I Why are they going to do this it. whole ceremony bullshit every year and yeah. only three or four get in? Like, there's 
literally tons of bands that should be in the Hall of Fame. You know what's interesting? It's like that whole thing is subjective anyway. So, like, what's your, like, at, you know, I guess sports, you could be like, all right, that guy hit, like, 5,000 home runs or whatever. But, yeah. like, what, like, what's your measuring stick for the Hall of Fame? For music. Well, they were trying. They were talking. I heard today on the radio. They were talking about trying to get the MTV VJs in the Hall of Fame, which they, they should be in the Hall of Fame. And they're like, yeah. but they're not artists. Then they didn't make music. I'm like, yeah, but they're super influential in the music well, industry. Yeah, and, they got you. They got a lot of us into music just watching them and playing. Oh, it. for sure. I remember the very first day uh, MTV started. I was there. I remember. <laughs> the tv we were watching it there was nothing on and then boom there's the fucking mtv logo hot pink and blue like shining and the mtv fucking um moon man and then they played um dire straits like right <laughs> off the bat dude it was fucking dope like mtv used to be so fucking cool <laughs> yeah you know i don't understand well, maybe I do. They probably had to start paying people to play their music and all that stuff. They're like, well, whatever, let's do reality shows and call it a day. Save well, they money. invented reality shows. People forget that. I mean, they accidentally invented it, <laughs> you know, because they did the real world, and then that was a hit. And then th then they started making up just any kind of show they can come up with, but then so did everybody else. Yeah, well, like, the thing that happened with that, the people are going to be like, you fucking nerds. Uh, they had the writer strike a couple times in Hollywood. So yeah. they're like, all right, well, they so they either did reboots and like just reshot old movies, or they just did reality shows because they didn't have to write shit. So it's like, all right, here you exactly. go. Exactly. But they also, it was also like people were binge watching reality shows too so it was also the, like a niche thing i think people are kind of burnt out on them on them a little bit now well but i got uh, my sister was on one she was on that that house hunter oh yeah and uh she like uh broke down the fourth wall and just like pretty much like i don't trust any of those shows anymore like because she yeah. was already buying her house they already mm -hmm. were like so they picked someone who uh is already buying it. i heard that so, so they do that. They pay them like 400 bucks for the week or something. And they're like, oh, your agent's too old. So then they had like this fake real estate agent showing them around. So once again, you're ready to pick your house. You're ready closing. Mm -hmm. So then you got to pretend to be like, oh, what about this Buying house? Buying again, yeah. What about <laughs> that one? Oh, I don't know about this. What house did they pick? Like, well, fuck the house they already were buying. So I was exactly. like, man, I like this is terrible. <laughs> like, I want a I real read a whole thing show. about it. I can't watch half the reality shows anymore, but because I read something about it, just ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah. Now there are some train wreck shows where I'll watch it just because it's so bad. But that's oh yeah, I like um. Well, I'm really into um British um British reality, like where they're repairing things or making things. Yeah, I mean, I'm into that. that. <laughs> no drama though. Like well, there's like concepts where I don't comprehend, so I had to like like watch it like that ninety day fiance. Yeah, I'm like we're what? not talking about music anymore though. Right. We're really getting off topic. <laughs> but uh, we'll get we'll get back to music. We'll cut that. People are like, man, you guys fucking do that. Well, guess what? We don't prepare for nothing. We just talk. MTV got us off off topic, man. Right, we went the MTV route. That's their. And fault. then it just fucking took us off because they're like they don't do music anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so going back, so yeah, Nine Inch Nails, pretty hate machine, man. That was, that was like, I remember when I heard that, I was like, this 
whatever this is, I want more of this. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and he can. I, I do wonder who's gonna, who's going to induct him into that into the Hall God. of Fame. I would God, imagine Marilyn Manson. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's who's going to be my pick because he heavily influenced him. Yeah, but I don't know if they really get along. You never know if they're getting along or not because they always fighting right. and stuff. For no but, reason. Um, for weird reasons. Let's but, see. Um, Wait, should we have, maybe we should have, like, because my list, I think, is, like, more, I don't know. I don't know what I was going for. I think I was going for stuff, like, I like, because I'm one of those guys that like lyrics a lot. Yeah. I was just going with stuff that, like, were moments in my life when I heard this. I was right. like, holy fuck. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't know. Like, here, I'll just go down my list and name all my list. All and right. then you go down your list and name your list. All right. So, so my went my first one was like I said was um, Black Sabbath Paranoid because my dad gave me the tape and then Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction because my dad gave me that CD and then after that it was Nine Inch Nails Pretty Hate Machine then I got Tool I couldn't decide between Undertow or Anima because oh both of God. them like yeah were I, so and I was like you know what I'm not gonna put Tool on my list <laughs> even though like it was so actually this was very hard to make like, yeah I just did a top ten. Yeah, I, I got 11, but I got Tool. I couldn't decide between Undertow or Anima. And then I did Misfits Legacy of Brutality. Because yes. when I was a little skater punk, that was my fucking jam. Like that tape. Oh, my God, I wore it out. I still have it, but I wore it out. <laughs> and then um, Primus Sailing Seas of Cheese. Wow. I love that album. I don't think I would have expected that one. I don't know why. And then Cake, Fashion Nugget. Okay. And then I got Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. Yeah. And Zeppelin 2. Yeah. Led Zeppelin. NWA straight out of Compton. And then Firehose Raging Full On. Nice. <laughs> I can't like I have nothing bad to say about any of those bands. <laughs> Other than like now like I've re I've gonna read my list, I'm like, man, I should have had those bands on my list. I don't know. It was just really hard. I don't know why. Uh do you well, told what's us your list? All right, so First off, I went, and once again, I think these are more modern, but it's whatever. Uh, first one, I uh, actually have one of their songs, uh, titles tattooed on my wrist. Uh, Ignite, it's a like a hardcore band from uh, mm -hmm. Orange County. Uh, I did the uh, Our Darkest Day album. Uh, nice. Pantera, The Great Southern Trend Kill. It's probably one of my favorite albums, metal-wise. Oh, I like that one, and Cowboys from Hell. It's a good yeah, one, too. Yeah, you can't... Know, you can't go wrong with either of those. Yeah, I was gonna say you can't. Like, I'm not gonna argue. If you're like this one's better, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna argue at all. Uh, yeah. I did uh, Nirvana, and I kind of cheated. I did the uh, oh. MTV Unplugged album. Oh, you know what? I should have had Nirvana on mine because so, the, the Bleach I, album was dope, and that, so was that the first one. acoustic album. The MTV Unplugged is like mm -hmm. the greatest acoustic. It is good album. Like to me, like hands down i don't know like i'll I'll fight anyone on that one uh yeah. metallica master of puppets Fuck uh, yeah. one of my favorite bands still one of my favorite bands corrosion of conformity uh oh, i like them too i like uh, the old school corrosion like the yeah, old school they that, they, they're one of those bands that evolved like drastically from that yeah band. they changed a lot <laughs> and uh, i mean i still follow them i still like them so i and i like all their all their styles so i can't even well, there's one I don't care for. That's why I'm like, I'm I'm iffy on like which one it is. Like, like I remember the one with the, the album with like the, it was a skull with spikes and it had a, 
its oh, face was the nuclear symbol. Yep, yep, yep. That one was like, I just remember that. Because they had a new singer awesome. on that one. Because originally it was the bass player, uh, Mike Dean, singing. And then I forgot who sang that. That was the, that was the new singer. And then they had uh, kind of like that 80s metal album, Blind, where they had another singer. And then they pretty much found their their squad and stuck with it. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of bands go through that, though, just the, the different intricacies. And what's weird is sometimes just changing a bass player really changes a whole band. Like or People act yeah. like the bass player doesn't matter or, or the drummer doesn't matter or whatever. Everybody matters to a like point. the you know? uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers just got their original guitarist back. Or not original. That guy died, but the second yeah. <laughs> guitar player. He's back now. Um so, yeah, yeah and they were telling him not to talk. <laughs> I heard over on the radio they were ch- trying to tell him not to talk about this or that and give any details of the tour or some shit. Uh, and But he's not one to, like, listen. <laughs> so he's just, like, talking about everything. <laughs> so he'd be like us. Like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, don't do this. Oh, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> They're like, hey, we're doing a music podcast. Let's talk about, like, reality TV shows. Dude, we we suck about getting off topic. We're like old <laughs> old ladies that haven't talked in years, and like, oh, how's Judith doing? <laughs> and that's why our biggest fans are in that nursing home, man. They're like, Look Dude, at these. I think they would love us actually in a nursing home. I like, guess somebody heard us in the nursing home. They're like, what are these boys talking about? It's crazy. Really got stuff to say. <laughs> <laughs> We probably should do like a tour and record a nursing home. We should. <laughs> It'd be very interesting to just interview people. But, Dude, uh, how how dope would a nursing home tour, like a podcast, and we'd show up and none of them would give a fuck that we were there. They would be like, why are these people here? Why are they talking to us? Right. While shitting in their the pants, man. They're all shitting in their pants like, all right. Well, if, you know, if we do a good job, they are. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we get really excited. Yeah, we gotta deliver. <laughs> we gotta stay on topic. <laughs> if at least one dies, we know we we hit five star rating. On so that who one. who do you got after the corrosion? All right, so back into metal. I got a band called Nothing Face, uh, which I got into uh, doing my radio days. I actually saw them. They played. And I'm sure you've been here at the Fireside Bowl in Chicago. Oh, yeah. It used to be like an old punk, like all the punk bands would play there and all that stuff. And uh, so I met them and everything. They were cool dudes, and they always, they always just stuck with me. Uh, that album, uh, A Guide to Everyday Atrocity, is fantastic. Huh. Uh, then I got into uh, some rap here. I went DMX, and then there was X mm-hmm. album. Uh, DMX. I, I love that guy. <laughs> I, know, I know he's messed up with. No, I like DMX, when he, especially the, the, the fucking right when they came out. Do you remember that video, man? The Rough Riders video yep. with the fucking four wheelers yep. riding. I actually the played down that the in my wedding. That was one of the wedding songs. The Hell yeah! Floor. Stop! Drop! <laughs> Turn around! Open up! Jump! <laughs> oh, okay. We'll get it. Uh, then I went. To, <laughs> I went Cypress Hill, Black Sunday. Yeah. I still listen to that al- album. Uh, fucking! Least... I listen to that probably. I probably listen to half of that album weekly yeah I, was say, I, like, I still listen to it weekly that's my, yeah. my that calms me down for whatever reason Dude, i love hits from the bong i yep. love like all that album was just 
it sounded the good. Whole from start to finish. Well, listen, like if I'm dry, like if I got like a long drive ahead of me or traffic, I throw it on and just relax. I wonder who produced that album because I feel like they had other albums and they were okay, but that album was just yeah, sounded that. good and it just it just had this whole vibe to it that was just like I like this shit. Yeah, we should <laughs> uh, we should look that up, but yeah, no, I, I I love that album and that like you is a weekly listen to me, probably a couple times a week to be honest with you. Um, and then I went punk. Uh, Descendants. Milo goes to college. Nice. <laughs> uh, which I was big into Descendants in high school. Um, and that album, actually, funny true story. Like, I let my friend borrow it. Who let his girlfriend borrow it? Or he let his yeah he let his girlfriend borrow it. But she thought he gave it to her as some sort of like gift or something. Yeah. So then they like broke up, and I asked for my CD back, and then she was like bugging him about it. You know, like, oh, it's mine or whatever. I'm like, I'm like, dude, that's my CD or whatever. So I just keyed it up and gave it back. <laughs> so it couldn't be played. I just went and bought it again. I'm like, fucking asshole. That's how petty I got. I'm like, I'm like sure, here's your CD back. I just keyed up on the back so I ain't going to play for shit. Uh, I like it. Yeah. So that, that album would always, always hold a uh, special place in my heart. Nice. Uh, and then, actually, the most recent one, uh, I really got into Linkin Park last year. Linkin Park. Yeah, like, I was, a, I don't know, like, I didn't hate them or anything. I like the, I never hated them. I like the, when they did the stuff with Jay-Z and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool thing. So, I went, with, I actually went with their last album that came out after uh, The Singer died. Yeah. Uh, so, it's called One More Light. Because, like, if you listen to, like, this, the lyrics on those songs, I'm like, man, that's some deep shit. Like, you guys... I know it's like uh, revisionist history, but like you could tell something was off with him. Yeah, like he was very introspective and like talking about. Uh, he's got like a song called like "Talking to Myself," where it's like no one's listening to him. Yeah, and you know all this kind of stuff. So I was like, oh man. So like that's that to me is like the lyrical stuff. So then I go back and listen to the other stuff. I'm like, you know what? You know what? The, um, albums like that for me is the David Bowie album that he made as he was dying. Yeah, yeah, dude. If you listen to that album, like he knew he was dying, and he was, and he made all those songs, and they're so fucking good. That whole album's so good. It's hard for me to listen to because it it's sad, but like, um, I kind of feel like so good. Yeah, yeah you know, and like to go back to that Nirvana unplugged, like the acoustic thing. Like to me, it's like it's just so real, so like raw. Like you're like, yeah. all right, that's right. You know, I know they're. You know, if you watch the performance, they're like kind of joking here and there or whatever. Dude, they were my favorite band, but I left them off my list because I haven't listened to them since he died. Like, I really don't listen to Nirvana since Kurt died yeah. because it just makes me sad. Because they were my like my band, right. and then he now fucking killed himself, that. and I just was like, what the fuck? No, I that that acoustic <laughs> album, like I can't stop playing it. Like it's every that's a weekly thing as well for me. But yeah, I get the whole killing thing. I know that thing was. Well, that, like, would you say, like, I know other people have, you know, older and younger have their own people, but, like, that was the essential, like, man, that dude fucking killed himself? What the fuck? Kind of moment. Well, to me it was because, I mean, it was 90, in the 90s. I know I was in high school. I remember wanting to go to, like, Lollapalooza and all this shit and then wanting to see them and trying to get tickets, and then all of a sudden, like, Kurt's dead. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm watching MTV news and Courtney's like reading his suicide note. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? 
and like everything everything shut down when Kurt died like everything I I remember like every news thing was talking about it It wasn't just MTV all news was talking about it you know (laughs) yeah and then like even back then like I think you know we get uh, not to get too off subject here but uh, with, with the whole mental illness stigma stuff like even back then like that wasn't really an explanation no like no, it was like, and, all of a sudden you had like Courtney killed him, or you oh, know whatever. Dude, rumors. yeah, and people going around saying she killed him and stuff like that. And I think, I think more more than enough people have proven that if that was the case, she'd be locked up by now. Oh, I mean, yeah, so many sure, people have looked into that case. Was, you know, <laughs> no one ever was like, oh, he was suicidal or depressed or whatever. It was just. The thing, well, the thing is, if people don't remember, is he was missing for several days before he was found dead, right. because he left. He escaped a heroin, like he was trying to get off heroin. They just had their baby or whatever, and then um, he was trying to get off heroin or whatever, and um, then he he escaped. No one knew where he went. No one knew where he was, and the next time anybody saw him, he was dead. You know, that's that's yeah. what I remember. So it was like craziness. Yeah. So that I mean, once again, I think. <laughs> so I haven't listened to him really. So I I hear him on the radio here and there, but like I I just don't listen to him. But I love that album. I I, I remember when the Meat Puppets came up on yep. the yep. unplugged thing. I love the Meat Puppets too. They yeah. No, that 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 whole thing. I don't know. Like it's it's one of those like. I remember the actual performance on MTV in my head. Yeah, they played a Bowie song on there too. Yeah, they played. Yeah, they played. They made man who sold the world. Yeah, that's. Uh, and I think uh, I think we we talked about this briefly earlier, but we're gonna do like a playlist from uh, for this podcast on Spotify or somewhere. I think yeah. Spotify be like, all right, here's some of the songs that we like from our yeah. list. So yeah, I, I think I was gonna pick uh, off of that off that acoustic one. Like all apologies was probably one of my favorites, and then. Uh, I like the plateau one they yeah. did with me puppets. I like the uh, uh, what's it called the one where it's like, "Where did you sleep last night?" Yeah, that one's great. I like, I that love is that. A great one. Because yeah, he really—I don't know—he really got who, into that. Who did who did that originally? Was uh, that a? Uh, um, it was another band that he liked. Because I remember when he sa- he says something like, "This yeah, is so and so." I can't remember who it is though. Right now, That's but I love it. that song. Yeah, no, that one, that one, just the pure emotion in that one. Like I said, I don't know, something about the acoustic and all that kind of stuff. You could just oh, yeah, fucking like hear you, everything. You saw his pain, and, yep. like, when you go watch that, you're like, wow. Like, it's crazy good. Yeah, and I think, I think, uh, I could be making this up, but I, I believe when they did that series, because I don't know how many times they did that show with different That bands, was the first one they did, I think. That was the very first one, but they were talking like that even somehow made Nirvana even bigger. <laughs> from from that yeah. that show, but once again they were by then they were already blown up everywhere. They're huge, yeah. So, They're but, too big. I think that's a lot of his depression. I I don't think he he thought about how big they actually were going to get. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it's very interesting uh, concept, right? Because like to him, he was just doing what he wanted to do, like music wise, and just mm-hmm. putting it out there. I don't think he accounted for all that other stuff. Yeah, I don't think you, I don't think a lot of people do. I think they want the fame until they get it, and then they're like, "Whoa, what do I do with all this attention?" You know, they want the attention until they get it. 
Right. And that, <laughs> and that you know, and unfortunately, another person who uh, killed himself, Chris Cornell. Oh, I know. I love Chris Cornell. I, I was like, do I put Soundgarden on it? Like I said, this whole, like, picking just a list, I mean, honestly, if you probably ask us tomorrow, we'll have, like, totally different lists. Oh, yeah. Other than maybe one or two. <laughs> two, but he, that, Chris Cornell, like, Soundgarden, that was, I was like, should I put that on there? I'm like, ah, I don't know. Well, to me, Nirvana Bleach, I should have put on mine because I got given Bleach before I ever heard Nirvana on MTV. Or Everybody else heard Nirvana first on MTV with Smells Like Teen Spirit. But I heard Nirvana first, and I didn't even know who they were. This this kid, missionary kid came to our town, and he was walking around like doing missionary like work for whatever religion they were. And I was skateboarding with my buddy, and he came over and started talking to us. And we thought he was going to start, like, talking religion and shit. And we're like, whatever, we were going to bounce, you know? But he yeah. didn't. He was just sitting down. He was a kid, like, he was, like, 18 or something. And we were, like, 12, 13. And then he's like, oh, where are you guys, you know, you guys from around here? And, uh, and we were just talking to him. And he was from California. And he goes, oh, I'm from California. And, and uh, blah, blah, blah. And we were talking. And he's like, I'm I'm here for like so long, and I'm doing this missionary thing, but I don't really want to do it, and I just have to do it because my parents are making me and all this shit, right? So this kid ends up being really cool, and he just was looking for people to talk to while he was in town and stuff. And we still, at this point, thought, whatever, this dude's trying to like, you know, something's up, you know, we thought. And then um, really was just a cool kid, and he gave us all these tapes, and nice. he gave me this tape. And it was blank. It had no. It was all white, and it had no writing on either side. And it was Nirvana Bleach. Nice. And I fucking listened to that over and over and over, not knowing who the fuck this band was, not knowing. I never found. <laughs> I didn't find out who, who it was until after I had already bought the next album. And then I'm like, this is the same fucking band that I had <laughs> in that thing. That's just how it was back in the day when people would give yeah. you a tape. It didn't have any of the fucking information. You didn't you know think, who the fuck uh, it was. To, to, to go back, not that this is what happened with you, but remember people used to like make tapes, like comp- compilations for people? Either, well, Dude, I used to do that all the time. Yeah, yeah, I used to do that. And then it used to be like, which is funny, because then it turned to like, oh, you like that girl? Give her a compilation tape. Dude, I gave a girl so many girls compilation <laughs> tapes. Dude, I was good at that shit. Yeah. <laughs> the first, uh, to go back to, which, to tie it to that uh, Bleach album, the first song I heard was Negative Creep. By Nirvana, and I was like instantly hooked. Yeah. On that. Um, what was the one? Um, Grandma, take me home. Grandma, take me home. Grandma, take me home. I can't remember. That was on the Bleach, and that song. I love that fucking song because it just reminded me of my childhood and shit. That whole song does. But um, yeah, that whole that whole album was good. I liked it. Yeah. So that's it's a little I, known I, album. A lot of people don't know about Bleach. Yeah, cause that was like that was that was that was pre fame like, and shit. I, I want to say eighty, not, like end of the eighties. I'll say eighty nine. I want to yeah. say that came out. So like they didn't really hit that same stride. kid. Yeah, that same kid gave me Mother Love Bone. I fucking love Mother Love Bone. <laughs> if yeah. you like Pearl Jam and you like Soundgarden and you yeah. like Nirvana, then you need to listen to Mother Love Bone. They weren't around for very long because the lead singer died. But yeah. then in his death came out like pretty much. I mean, the lead singer was um, roommates with um, Chris Cornell. And um, 
there's a whole story like Ty's Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, and like after Eddie Vedder didn't come along in the Pearl Jam until after this guy passed away. You know, he died of an OD, and then Pearl, you know Pearl Jam was kind of formed af- of from Mother Love Bone, kind of. You know, because it was the drummer and the bass player or something like that. You know, I never got into Pearl Jam until like maybe early 2000s. No, really, I was into them right away. Like uh, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like I mean, I like I, I like the hits like you would hear on the radio or MTV and stuff like that. But like nothing ever. Like I think I was too at that particular time when they came out. I was just too into metal. Well, see, I wasn't into that much. I was into metal. But at that time, I was into skateboarding so much that any time I'd go to the skate shops to skate, like we'd have go to skate skate shop and here in Springfield and um, skate back in the eighties and shit, they'd be playing the craziest shit. And at the time, grunge and stuff like that, and punk rock, and they're playing all this stuff, you know. So that's that's like kind of where I heard that. And rap, I only heard that's where I first heard rap was at, like skateboard shit. Like going to skate stuff, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know how I got into rap. To be honest with you, I mean, it was high school again. Probably like going TV raps too. I mean, oh yeah, five. I finger, got it too. Is it like Five like Finger Freddy? Is he the um, yeah, Fab Five or Fab, Fab Five, five Freddy. Freddy? Yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, Dr. It, Dre and uh, Ed Lover. Dre, yeah, Dre and Lover. Yeah. <laughs> I love them guys. Um, but um. Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot from them, and they were cool because they'd talk about music and they'd interview the people, and then I'd listen to Headbangers Ball. The Headbangers yeah. Ball would always have the metal shit, and then 120 Minutes would have all the alternative music and punk and shit. And then you had Beavis and Butthead, which would play music. Dude, 120 Minutes has turned me on to so many. They turned me on to Butthole Surfers. They turned me on to just um, Sonic Youth. Um so many good fucking bands, you know, that I would have never found because they were in the Seattle and shit. And that was before right, yeah. the internet, really. You know, we weren't fucking sharing music or anything. It was very, like, I, I remember thinking back then, too. I'm like, why is everything coming out of Seattle? Like, what it is just, it? Like, it was just it was like, just fucking, it was just the Messiah <laughs> music. No, it was it. just a thing. Like, it was a, it was a movement, like, just how any other music movement I think there's a bunch of kids that had bands and stuff, and they were all decent and stuff, but the the sound came out of this angst, and it came out of this, like, I mean, have you ever been to Seattle? It's a pretty gloomy place. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a happy place. <laughs> it's like, you ever been to Detroit? Similar feel. Yeah. <laughs> it's just real gloomy. <laughs> All right. I've never been to Seattle. Detroit, I know. So once you pointed that out, I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> if it, yeah, just depressing. Just imagine depression. <laughs> but I, just remember, I, I, I mean, it was, it, it was not the day. It was just like, man, everything is coming out of Seattle. Like, what is this magical place? Yeah, but I mean, they kicked ass music-wise and fucking Sonic Youth and all them. Sonic Youth kind of was before the grungy guys, really. And um, yeah, I remember hearing true. them before anybody. and that's They were just true, fucking actually. into it. I don't know. And I remember Kurt Cobain specifically, you know, saying that Sonic Youth influenced them and stuff. But I was always into Sonic Youth and... I mean, just any music. I just liked all music. And like I said, I'd go to these skate fests and there were these skate jams and stuff and skate contests. And they'd just be playing so, DJs would be playing so much different music. As soon as you say uh, skating, first thing that comes to mind, my mind is suicidal tendencies. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I listen to a lot of them. Yeah, I was gonna say that almost went on my list. I was like, uh, all right. We got. I remember you like, oh, you, we we were talking about this. You're like, all right, ten. I'm like, damn, ten. Yeah, no, it's hard. <laughs> institutionalized. <laughs> I love institutionalized. My favorite. Yeah. I just want a Pepsi. Just one Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and surprisingly, none of us had offspring. They were like big yeah. in the 90s or late 90s, I want to say. But yep. I just remember them because they were always like on the Tony Hawk game. Or the who, who was the offspring? Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I did, my roommate, Scott, <laughs> Scotty <laughs> liked r- the offspring so much they played them non fucking stop. So they kind of burned me out. Said it, yeah. <laughs> now that you said it, I was like, yeah, that's true. So he burnt me out on Offspring. Before he got to ICP. (laughs) Yeah, then he played ICP nonstop. (laughs) It's funny enough, I saw them in concert before we started college. Oh, jeez. Your sister's got nut stains on her back. (laughs) (laughs) I just went to, like, it was weird because, like, I just, because, I don't know if you got that uh, IE publication. Like, it would just be, like, a monthly, like, kind of paper newsletters, like, free. And it would mm-hmm. just give you a list of all the concerts that were happening in Illinois. Hmm. And I'm like, insane clown posse. What's this? <laughs> so, What's this? So the, Let's uh, do this. So this was before they, blew, like, blew up. Uh, I want to say. Wait, was, they blew up? Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, They're popular now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are a national gang for the FBI. So maybe, oh, yeah. Uh, the Juggalos. The uh, Juggalos. So I. I was like, what's the, they were at the uh, House of Blues yeah. in Chicago. And I'm like, my friend, like, we got, like, and we heard uh, one song. I don't know the name of it, but they talked about, and it, they had wrestling reference in there that they said they sabooed your mama through a coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard that. I was like, all right, we got to go see these guys. <laughs> it was like one of the craziest shows I've ever been to. We're like, you oh, know, for sure. Yeah, like and like the crowd was like every like it was everybody, yeah, white, Hispanic, everybody was in the crowd. Like there was no like I was just like, what is this? Because usually when you go to a show, you have that certain you're like, all right, you're gonna see a specific type of person. There it was like everybody. I'll have to say they're pretty accepting too. Like if you go there and you're not dressed up and shit, they don't give a fuck. No, they they don't give a shit. They could give two shits. It was like a metalhead at this like. Rap concert by two clowns. Now, now your roommate Scott's gonna hate me, but uh, yeah, it was it was wild. It was fun. Like I had a, I thought it was, like they they are showmen. I give them that. And they oh, started. I saw, yeah, I'm down. I'm down with clown. I like, like if them. you love Guar and you've seen Guar live, just think of that, but like a rap version. Yeah, it's it's just for fun. Like people take everything way too fucking serious. Yeah. Like sometimes art is just art. Like chill out, people. These guys aren't that serious about themselves. No, they're just making these personas and characters, and they're just having fun and they're doing art. You like Riff Raff, the rapper? I love Riff Raff. Oh yeah. And everyone hates on that dude. That dude's been doing Riff Raff for. I remember the first time I saw Riff Raff was on a reality show, from G's to Gents, and that (laughs) dude was the funniest fuck. You watch that episode with him, and he's the funniest motherfucker you'll ever hear. I laugh so hard that dude was making me laugh so fucking hard and he's just having fun you know he's just doing this him you know he's, and he's always been like that but i just think it's funny like when people like the insane clown boys they're just doing them but yep 
oh, we got to hate on them because they look different and they want to wear clown makeup. People are afraid of clowns now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. It's just so dumb. It just reminds me of the 80s when I was a kid. Like we were talking about, everybody was freaking us out about Satanists and they would tell us when we were kids that you had to watch out for people to take they were going to take us because they were going to do yep. devil worship and they were going to kill kids i remember the, like grown-ups telling us this shit and i'm like what the fuck we were terrified and like nothing ever happened nobody was ever taking kids nobody was sacrificing any fucking kids or anything like that around here it was all bullshit you know it's funny because <laughs> they would say that but then, like, in our neighborhood, like, the Mormons would come with a school bus and be like, hey, let's take all your kids to the carnival. And they would oh, knock weird. on the door, so they knock on my door. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'm good. Like, yeah. even back then, I'm like, no, thank you. Nope. They're like, you don't want to go to the nope, carnival? Nope. Nope. Well, I did have like, a person try to take me when I was a kid. Like, me and a, another buddy were skateboarding, and uh, this van pulled up. Anybody has skateboards? Hey, oh, we I got skateboards for sale, and we're like we're kids, we don't have any money, <laughs> you know. And um, and he's like, oh, well, come check them out and go to your parents, they're real cheap. And he goes back of the van, and he's like, just come over here. He said, trying to come to the back of the van where the doors were, and we're like, fuck you. And we were through the fence, but there was a fence between us. We were on the the playground, and he was like. Uh, the other side, so it would be impossible. You'd have to drive all the way around the block to us. So we bolted that way and took off house. And but remember that happening, but those trying to get us out about devil worshippers everywhere, and now they're doing it about clowns, like, um. They were like, oh, these people are dressed up like clowns. We're like, now you're talking about it. Now this makes people want to go dress up like clowns, you right. idiots. Like, now you're putting ideas into their mind. <laughs> so now you got people dressed like clowns. Like, have you ever seen those um, porch videos where people are just standing in the clowns on their porch waving at the camera? Yeah. And he's yeah. not doing anything. He's just waving at the camera and then leaves. <laughs> Be like, fuck you guys, man. Well, they did that Creepy. with the... With the um... What was that? Uh, the Joker movie that the media kept trying to get that. Like, oh, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. And well, because of the Dark Knight. I'm like, what? I was like, so just because it's Batman, now all Batman movies are going to... I mean, that dude's locked up. Yeah. Or, or, you know, that guy that did that isn't, isn't around right now. And yeah, there might be a copycat, but... Hey, how about let's just not talk about it and put it in anybody's mind? Right, you know, right, yeah, <laughs> has anybody thought about that? <laughs> hey, have you guys thought about killing people in the movies so we could have some ratings? Okay, yeah, <laughs> like, just... maybe not talk about that shit, man. <laughs> I thought the Joker movie. I did see the Joker uh, that uh, Joaquin Phoenix one that came out last year. I saw that. I haven't even seen it. Uh, it's interesting, uh, and we're gonna get off topic, so I won't get into it, but. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. ICP. I blame ICP for this one. I blame ICP for this one, getting you into the Joker. <laughs> right, I'm like, let's not, let's not go on segues. Well, you can segue into, like, well, The Dark Knight Rises, you know, really had a good soundtrack. <laughs> hey, man, Batman 1989, great soundtrack. Prince. Yes. Prince, baby. Man, we should, I should put that on my list. I love that song. Prince. 
Dude, uh, Prince is fucking the man. Like he didn't yeah. he didn't get as much respect as he should because that dude could play guitar like oh nobody my else. God. Did you see? Uh, that I, I think it was a Hall of Fame. Yes, Tom Petty, yep. him, and all the um, my guitar was... gently weeps. Yep, and he shred. He walks out there and he shreds like dressed like a pimp. Shreds yep. that fucking guitar. And then throws it in the fucking air at the end of a solo and turns his back before it even starts coming down and walks off the stage. Yep. And some dude out there in the crowd is just paid to catch the guitar. You know, and he catches it. And then Prince is already off the stage by the time the dude catches it. Yeah. And it's the baddest ass thing I've ever seen. That was, that, was, that, that was one of those, like, I just stared at the screen. <laughs> like, even yeah. though it was over, I was like, what did I just fucking see? Dude, I watch that all the time. I love that video. Yeah, well, now that now you got me thinking of Nirvana, where the bass player missed his bass and busted. His oh, head. I remember that, and they blasted him in the head, and then Kurt, he was on his hands and knees, and then Kurt didn't know it happened and goes and kicks him <laughs> in his ass. <laughs> I remember. Dude got a concussion. Yeah, <laughs> and Kurt kicked him in his ass, but then Kurt felt bad. He was like, "I didn't know. I didn't see you." <laughs> yeah, he's all like, "Hey, man, like catch your fucking bass." Yeah. Which, I mean, cool. if we're being honest, the bass is heavier than a guitar, so that fucking should have knocked him completely out. Yeah, and if we're being honest, they're probably all fucked up. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. There's so, no way it's pretty, so real weird. easy to miss when you're trying to catch something when you're drunk. Right. First of all, <laughs> you whatever. come up with the great idea. Let me throw this up in the air. Yeah. And then second, you're like, oh, I could catch it. Nope. Not yep. At least. Well, yep. So... <laughs> Which uh, which is your last of your of your list? That I, uh, that was the Lincoln Park man. Lincoln Park. That one, like I said, that was relatively new. I was just that uh, album called One More Light. So it's the one that came out after he died. It's just like you were talking about the Bowie. It's just something mm-hmm. like you could sense there was something happening. Yeah. I mean, once again, I, hindsight. But I mean, I'm sure when they were recording it, they didn't know. But oh, for sure. But, well, I listened to that. That Chris Cornell does the. Um, well, it was written by Prince for Sinead O'Connor, you know, um, and he covers it. Um, but he he does. Um, God, what is the Sinead O'Connor song that he? I can't even remember what's the name of it. But uh, no, nothing compares to you. Oh yeah. And yeah. he does it, but he does it like. I don't know. He did it after Prince died, I believe. It's a tribute to Prince that he did, like, in pretty soon after he he died. You know what I mean? So, like, he did this song, and it's just, I don't know, it's eerily good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, which he was, like, best friends with the guy from Linkin Park who then killed himself <laughs> later. Mm. I don't know. It's just one of those weird. Yeah. Weird. It's a, it's an interesting concept, like, uh, I think he almost had to be kind of messed up to be a musician, like a real good one. Yeah, because, I mean, once they get in the demand, I, I don't see how they are ever in one spot because they, they wow. act like those guys should just be on an airplane nonstop, you know, going all over the world playing for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't even like being away from home more than a day myself. <laughs> like, no, I'm exactly. Like, I don't know how I don't know how those guys Like do I'll be shit. gone like, oh let me go to the store. I'm like, fuck, I should be home. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, I don't even like, like leaving minutes. the house at all. <laughs> so like I'm all like, man, I feel bad for you guys. But uh I don't know. I think I think that, you know, I guess life experiences lets it be more real and more uh 
what you call more introspective on like what's happening. I also uh, think like all that traveling though, I do think that it gets to a point where they feel that they've seen everything and done everything. And then that adds to their depression, I think, you know? Yeah. No, I mean like a hundred percent on that. And then, I mean, pretty much you've, you've entered the quote unquote public life. So you can't go anywhere without fucking someone right there. Yeah, (laughs) you know what, to a point, I believe that, but then to another point, there's people like Maynard from Tool, I believe, can walk pretty much most places he wants, because he's, everyone knows Maynard, kind of, but they don't, like, and he can wear a hat and stuff, and he looks, you know what I mean, like, so there's some people that just choose not to put themselves out in the public all the time. I'm trying to remember, but oh, I think the last time I saw them when, uh, was the uh, A Perfect Circle. Their first album came out. I saw them at the Riviera. And they did a thing where they had a screen down, so you didn't really see them. They were like behind the sc- like a big screen. I think Maynard is so brilliant that he, uh, for his like their live performances, they do something where it's like they're not necessarily the focal point. Yeah, he's always back in the back. Well, a lot of people hate it. So, when you're at the show, they boo him and stuff because he's always back behind the drums or by the drums. So and I was like, I saw him or last saw him was uh, when the first A Perfect Circle album came mm-hmm. out. Me and too. They yeah, they had this giant screen in front of them, so you didn't see any of the band. I saw nine, he uh, okay. A Perfect Circle opened up for Nine Inch Nails. Stefano that we went to school with <laughs> got a ticket and somebody was supposed to go with them and they didn't go and he's like do you want to go see Nine Snails and he's like and they got some band opening up for him perfect circle and I'm like yeah but I just was going for Nine Snails I didn't give a fuck who I didn't even care who the fuck a perfect circle was and at the time we didn't know <laughs> and then we get there and then the opening band we're fr- we're on the gate we're in the front S- the opening band's perfect circle. Maynard comes out, and I look at him. I'm like, that kind of looks like Maynard from Tool, but he has this long <laughs> wig on. Yeah, he yeah, had yeah. a long wig on, and he had this like burgundy suit on or some shit, and he was barefoot or some shit. And he just, I don't know, but he walked out of the stage, and, and they're singing, and they got to a point where he's literally set on the stage in front of me, like four feet in front of me, and is singing. And I'm like, that's, and I turn to Stefano, I'm like, that's Maynard. And he yeah. goes, huh? I go, that's Maynard from Tool. I know that voice. That's Maynard <laughs> yeah. from Tool. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, you know, no, it wasn't. And then as soon as we left, and when we got back to school, we looked it up, and it was Maynard. And we're like, what the fuck? What was this band? And did Tool break up? And we were, like, worried that Tool broke up and all this. And, you know, but I, he sang right in front of me. I mean, I could almost touch him. Yeah. Well, that same show, I did t- um, Trent Reznor, I held, me and Stefano held Trent Reznor up for half of the song of, um, um, <laughs> um, um, Pigs, I can't yeah. remember, March of the Pigs, yeah. he, he jumped on out into the stage, out, all the way over us, and then we were, they were bringing him back, and then we gets right to us, and they were holding him up, and he's singing it, and then he gets his feet to the stage, but instead of getting up, like, we're trying to push him up. He wouldn't go up. He would just, like, let us. We're not holding him. And it got to a point where I'm like, dude, I'm going to drop you. <laughs> like, and then uh, then he gets off the, you know, he gets up there. And then he started breaking shit and breaks. It was almost the end of the show. And he breaks a bunch of stuff. And 
But I remember, like, we held Trent Reznor up for a while. Yeah. He's not light. (laughs) No, he has, uh, and he's tall, right? Like, isn't he? Yeah, he's a big dude. And at that time, he he was a little chubby, too, because it was like. uh, like, Even, like, tall people are, even if they, like, look fit, they're still, like, massive, if you will, like, weight-wise. Yeah. And, um. And March of the Pigs is a long song, so it's like... <laughs> I would have been like, bro, <laughs> I love you and your band and all that stuff, but uh, sorry to everyone else in the audience, but... I still got a water bottle from that show. A nice. sma- I mean, it looks like somebody tried to kill this water bottle, but I still got it. <laughs> it's because Trent Reznor drank out of it and threw it at us, and then I caught it. And then somebody, this big dude next to me tried to take it from me, and I like wrestled him for it, and I won. And I'm like, this is my water bottle, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm trying to think what memorabilia I got. I I still do have a nothing face like long sleeve shirt that they all autograph when I saw him at the Fireside Bowl. I got a tool, um, tool um, st- ticket stubs from like my nice. first couple tool shows. I saw them like six or seven times. That's the only band I've seen like a lot. Like the one band that I've seen a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to think who would like Rosie Conformity. I went to almost all their shows. Uh, Metallica, I saw a lot. Lords of Acid, I saw yeah. them. That was I me. Mean, Clark, me and Clark went to see I Lords say, of Clark, Acid. That that was his. Uh, that was. Dude, his I band. love that band. That's whoever. That was, I, that's who I associate with. That band would be him. That's what I was doing. Acid. So it was like <laughs> Lords of Acid was my jam. <laughs> <laughs> I was in college in the 90s. Now I'm like looking at my list. I'm like, oh, I should put uh, Anti-Flag on here. That's oh, one of my favorites. yes. They're my favorites. I listen to them. I've been listening, obviously. My son uh, loves Anti-Flag. Not to get into politics, but lately it reminded me of the uh, one album. Uh, they Die for Your Government or whatever. There's that one, and then uh, I think it's for Blood and Empire. I think that's what it's mm. called. Uh, so they got like it's it was when uh it was when uh, Bush Jr. was president. They came out oh, with yeah. that album. So there's like a lot of eerie similarities to what's happening now. But uh, I really love those guys. Those guys I listen to every day. Yeah, my son loves them. And when he was younger, um, he's my he's actually my stepson. When he was younger, um, he used to go to shows, and they used to take him to like punk rock shows, like all ages shows. And he got to um, sing on stage with them and stuff. They would nice. like bring him up on stage and shit. He's funny. He got. To, he's always telling me of the bands. He loves Anti Flag and um, yes. all these bands that he used to see because his, his his dad was um, into like punk and shit. So um, yeah. he's been into. He. I mean, he tells me all these bands. He goes, "I've been on stage with them," and I'm like, and then I'll ask his mom. I'm like, "Was he on stage with them?" Because sometimes he'll he'll tell me he was, but he mistakes the bands or whatever. But uh, it was funny. She's like, oh, yeah, he was on stage with them. He's seen, like, Social Distortion. He's seen so many bands, like um, Bad Religion. And um, I don't know. He tells me all of them. But I've, he knows more bands than me from the 90s. Like, like they, they were popular in the 90s. But he was, I don't know, he's in, let's see, he's 22. But, like, yeah, he was a little... And he was always going to shows and all ages shows and stuff. Yeah. We went to a lot of all ages shows though around college. I mean, I saw, 
even even like Veruca Salt. We went to Veruca Salt and yeah. like, and um, there's a lot of little shows that came to our area. You know, there's there. a weird uh, here's a weird band I saw in the college time. Who uh, that uh, Pod? Yeah, and they were they were pretty good too. They I remember were in, uh, they were like uh, I can't remember what the other uh, Benedictines was that the. There's yeah, some, like, there's some other and the shows were, like, five, ten dollars dude. I yep. remember I saw Veruca Salt for five bucks, and this was before, right before they got really big on MTV, but they had a video on MTV at the time. So we're like, okay, let's go see them. And we went, and, dude, this show was so good. I had a good time. It was a good show. Yeah. They yeah, were pretty there's cool. Uh, man, now I'm all, reg- see, I got regrets. Like, man, I have all these other bands I want to throw on here. Well, this is not like right or dead. We can just keep doing podcasts <laughs> about all our music. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody's going to listen to these anyway. So. No, probably not. But I mean, but we did. I mean, it, it was funny because when we first said, you know, brought up this concept, I'm like, dude, that's like at least two months worth of shows talking about music. I'm excited to put together the the Spotify playlist, though. That was gonna yeah, be fun. yeah. I'm going to start. Yeah, I'm going to do that on there. Uh, probably going to be something like something to burn reefs playlist or something generic like that so you guys can find it yeah um and then burn will do the same thing and yeah i'll do something i feel like we'll maybe it's it just like just instead of limiting it to our our little 10 albums just throw whatever you want in there like this is what the yeah i just think to. just throw away, i'm just gonna make a playlist of shit that i'm jamming to or shit that i like or some of the stuff from this podcast and list i'll put on there yeah yeah. Like, I'm going to put, how about this? I'll put one song at least from each of these albums in there for sure. And then I'll add some extra, I'll sprinkle in some extra goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, same. I'm going to do that. So, so if you guys are at Spotify, it's free because I'm cheap. I don't pay for nothing. So Spotify is free. You could go look for our, our playlist, something to burn. Uh, yeah, we'll, mix. we'll give links and yeah, shit, we'll I'm sure, when here. we post it. And, uh. Yeah, there's so many more bands I want to talk about, so we'll probably have a part two on this. Yeah, we'll just do another part two. And we'll probably even get into movies, but I know uh, I don't know if we even answered the original requests of... <laughs> I mean, I know we went everywhere with our music. Well, he's going to have to deal with it, because we're like, we can't stay on topic no. that long. <laughs> we're just well, you have to understand, like, you guys think we plan stuff out, but we don't. We just... This is probably the most we planned was having something written down. Like this oh, is the most. I have a list in front of me, and I did it an hour before this podcast. <laughs> so it's like, like people the most don't get that we we you're like, hey, you want to record a podcast? All right, what are we gonna talk about? I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Okay, and then we just ramble on, and everyone's just like, you guys could fucking talk forever because <laughs> we never stay on topic with fucking anything. I think we stayed on topic. We kept getting back on topic this it's time. It's true. I, I, it's the first time ever. <laughs> I, I was catching myself. I'm like, oh, shit, we're going off so topic. So all those people that say we can't stay on topic, kiss our asses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck all you guys. <laughs> we got right back on it. <laughs> Listen, we might have taken a slight step this way, but we came back. We came no, you back. go back and edit out any of the times we fucking <laughs> didn't go on topic. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I should do that and leave this part in there so they're like what the fuck did they cut out yeah nothing because we're fucking awesome <laughs> we're fucking professionals here we're professionals fucking thank you nursing home we love you guys yeah. fuck you Gary <laughs> 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 he 
You know what you did. <laughs> you know who you are. You know what you did. You motherfucker. <laughs> All right, bro. All right, man. Well, this has been another edition of Something to Burn. Not to be confused with Let's Burn Something, which is not the title. <laughs> which is not the title. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. All right. Thanks. Peace. Peace. Peace.